0: Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners, to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. It is a Pewter post game show where, for the sixth time in seven weeks, we are discussing a loss by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This one by a score of 27 to 20, the Bucks. Drop this one to the Colts in a game where, once again, costly mistakes did the Bucs in. And similar mistakes that we've seen week in and week out reared its ugly head again. We're going to break it all down. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at PeterReport.com. SR, Scott Reynolds, and... Scott, I'm running out of patience. I'm running out of patience. <laughs> I tweeted earlier today that the Bucks are going to win. I felt good about that. And it just felt like ever since Baker got injured on that QB sneak on the first drive of the game, yeah. it just felt like it was a domino effect. And it took all the wind out of the Bucks' sails.
1: Yeah, Um uh, you know, I, I I thought the Buccaneers were going to lose. I was the only Peter reporter to, to pick them. I certainly sure. have not been right all year long. I mean, I've I've had a couple of I've taken a couple of L's as well. Did not want to be right today, Peter people. I would have much rather have been passed in the standings. Uh, it's just I got to call it like I see it. And I just think this team is in the downward spiral. And I think they, they caught lightning in a bottle playing Will Levis. And they had two guys to shut down against the Titans. Derrick Henry and D hop. And that was it. And and I, I think that that was lightning in a bottle that they caught in that game. And they didn't even really blow out the, the Titans. It wasn't a close game, but it wasn't like they stomped them. I think you can go back to the Lions, the Bills, the Texans, the 49ers.
0: of their last seven.
1: Yeah, they're they're in the downward spiral right now. And yeah. and for for those of you who are, you know, anxiously awaiting. Todd Bowles to be fired. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at the end of the season. Now, I'm I'm saying that not as a fact. I'm saying that as I believe it's going to happen. If I if I know something, I'm going to write it and make a story out of it. Computer report. So I want to be very clear. Like for example, when I hit play, or I, sh- I should say when I hit publish, seconds after the Bucks lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs game saying that Byron Lefkowitz was going to be fired. If I know it, I'm going to write it. Yeah, I'm not at the point where, where I'm, I'm going to write it yet, but I've seen this movie before. I know how it ends. And this is kind of classic Raheem Morris spiral right here, where I, I think they might win maybe two or three more games. But if you are of the kind of Buccaneer fan that at this point in time wants to see the team lose, so Todd Bowles gets fired and the Bucks have a, a better draft pick as a result, then you're going to be happy because I think that's that's what's on deck. Unfortunately, I don't say that with any like glee or anything, but it's just reality, Matt. Like you said, they've lost six out of seven. There's no evidence to suggest that they're going to win out or win, you know, five out of their next six games or, you know, whatever whatever's on yeah. deck. To make a run. So right now the Buccaneers, and I'm waiting on the results of the Cardinals-Rams game because that might affect it. But right now the Buccaneers have gone from having the 10th overall pick in next yeah. year's draft to the 7th. And um, as I said in a Pewter Pulse video uh, a couple weeks or maybe like I get, guess last week when I uh, did the video about Todd Bowles, is he going to stay or go? The Lasers need to see progress. And that might not even be winning the NFC South again, Matt. It might not even be getting another home playoff game. I mean, I don't think this division implodes to the point where an eight and nine Buccaneer team is going to win it again. I think the winner is going to have nine wins. And I don't think the Bucs are going to get the nine wins. But having said that, and we'll talk about the division race in a second. Yeah. I think they have to win a playoff game because this is just a repeat of last year, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, without question. Scott, I'm at the point, again, six of, six of their last seven that they've lost. We can keep saying that. I mean, they play the Panthers next week. Let's just yeah. say, hypothetically, if they lose to the Panthers yeah. next week, but yet find themselves in a situation, because the Falcons play the Jets next week. Jets still have a great defense, so yeah. anything can happen there. Saints play the Lions, and the Lions have not looked good the last two weeks. Right. Clearly, the Lions will be favored in that. If we find ourselves in a situation next week, and it's a home game for the Bucs, where they lose to the Panthers, yeah, and somehow the Falcons lose to the Jets, and the Saints lose again, and the Bucs are still only a game out, yeah. I think you might have to fire Todd Bowles after next week if they lose <sighs> to the one-win Carolina Panthers. I'm not even joking. Yeah.
1: You could no, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think, Matt, the, the Lasers have enough savvy to realize – that if, if this is a lost season, like let it crash and burn, and get the draft pick, and yeah. and I, I because it, let's say you fire bowls, who's going to be the interim head coach? Harold yeah, Goodwin? I mean,
0: te- technically it would be Harold Goodwin. Okay, but what does right. that have to
1: do? So, so Harold Goodwin's the, the interim head coach. Larry Foote or Casey Rogers is the defensive coordinator now, calling plays, and maybe you win one or two more games as a result, but you are still capping out at seven wins on the season. Yeah. And instead of picking maybe fifth or sixth, now you're picking eighth. Wh- what's the difference? I-, I think at this point in time, and again, I've just seen it. Uh, the glaziers are going to let this thing crash and burn. It's either win the division and win a playoff game and stay yeah. tied. Or at this point in time, we're going to ride it out and we're going to go get that draft pick. Go get another head coach. Go get another quarterback and and hit the reset button.
0: It's just a funny strategy of like Todd Bowles is so bad at his job that it's good because they'll end up getting a <laughs> That's uh, right a top five pick. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's very funny. It, they it, let it, Raheem
1: it, Morris lose ten straight at the begin at the end of of the twenty eleven season and didn't fire him until yeah. after the season. So uh, it's it's kind of like hey, serve a purpose, Todd. Either win the division and get in the playoffs and then win a playoff game and stay, or Write it out, keep losing and further our, our draft pick, uh, status. So I, I think that's either way, the Buccaneers might win in this scenario.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hope one day that the, uh, the draft kind of gets changed to a lottery a little bit where like, it's it would not make it more the, interesting, w- right? Not just the worst team yeah. gets the first pick, but you take yeah. like, you know, the 10 worst records and mm-hmm. then, you know, get a lottery bowl or, I have another suggestion in the Bucks' media room one day. You take the two worst teams, so it would be the yep. Panthers and whoever's the second worst team. They play each other the same <laughs> week of the wild card round, and the winning team gets the first overall pick.
1: So that's you good. have incentive
0: to play. And I and love that idea.
1: Them. Hell, man, that's a hell of an idea. Why,
0: why not? Why I love not? it. You know, it, it, yeah. uh, it provides a little incentive to win. Yeah. Um, but speaking of incentive, if you super chat us, you cut the line, and we'll get yep. straight to your comment or as quickly as we can. So thank you to Bucks Baseman for this $5 super chat says fire bowls, chicken, you know what head coach on display all throughout the game, not calling a timeout <laughs> once again, not challenging, and then settling for a field goal. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious that yet again, the Bucks went into halftime with all three timeouts yeah. from Todd Bowles. And, you know, the, the thing at the end with bowls not calling a timeout, I'm yeah. curious to get everyone's opinion on it, because at first I didn't think – it was the biggest deal because you save those three timeouts. You're talking
1: about at around the 345 mark, right? In the yes, fourth quarter. Okay.
0: Correct. Yeah. Now, I don't think having all three of those timeouts justifies Dave Canales running the ball with under two minutes to go on a second down and whatever. Yeah. And then they lost the play on the it's next day on, on the strip sack. But I mean, that's just uh you know, that's just another example of this team. This team is hella consistent because on the first drive of the game. They had the ball at the one-inch line, and they had a false start penalty on Aaron Sinney that drove him back five yards. Yeah. And on their last drive of the game, right before the two-minute warning, they had an illegal shift that negated a first down that would have yeah. gave the Bucs a new set of downs at around midfield with two minutes to go in the game. That's so right. they were consistent from yep. beginning to end with just making costly mental error and their yep. costly mental error and, of course, it was the biggest difference in the game. There are so it, yeah. many different things you could point to as, as why this team lost today.
1: Yeah, and it's it's frustrating because you keep seeing the same type of mistakes happen week after week. It's maybe a different player, right, yes. than, than last week, but it, it's still the same type of mistake. And, and this team just doesn't have any, any margin for error. Folks, we talked about this back in week one. If you're with us here on the postgame podcast when the Buccaneers beat the Vikings, upset them back in week one. Um, and I knew they were going to win that game, but it took them three turnovers. They had a three nothing turnover margin yeah. on their side advantage, right? To beat the Vikings by three points. That was a huge tell as to the margin of error for this team in terms of coaching, in terms of of talent on the roster, et cetera. And then the next week, Matt, you you called it correctly. It's like, hey. Uh, that That bears game was a three point game with two with just over two yeah. minutes left, right and And the Buccaneers had the turnover margin advantage in that game as well. No turnovers for the Buccaneers offense and they'd taken the ball away and it took a pick six by Shaq Barrett at the four yard line to yeah. beat the Bears by 10 points. So that shows you the margin for error, even against bad teams and they have to play almost near perfect football to win. And they're just not good enough and they're not coached well enough. No. And the play calls aren't aren't dialed up enough to you know to do that. And if you look at, at Shane Steichen from, from the Colts today, went for on what four fourth downs.
0: Yeah, and, and got, they made three, three of them. Yeah, got yeah. three, four of them. And they ran the same play twice, Scott, on fourth yeah. down, where and different routes, but where right. the Bucks sold out for the run, the Colts ran play action, and their guy was wide open because not only did the Bucks sell out for the run which i don't totally blame them for yeah but then they weren't able to get to the quarterback after right. uh, after selling out for the run and not being able to get to the quarterback was another issue uh in this game but we got a super chat from cali bucks thank you cali bucks for this dollar 99 super chat who says mayfield forgot how to dump the ball down to white yeah rashad white was a non-factor as a receiver in this yeah, game two catches yet,
1: 10 yards yeah
0: yeah um ran the ball Pretty, pretty well, but you know, 100 still,
1: day, <laughs> hundred
0: yard day for Rashad white, yeah. not to mention, um, on the ground, the Colts had 155 yards and yep. it was a two headed monster between Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. And yep. even to the point where, when the game was done, like the game was done after Baker got strip sacked for the right. second time. And, uh, and that was done. But even then, you had your stupid three timeouts because Todd Bowles didn't want to use them. Right? They knew everyone knew the Colts were running the ball. Yeah. They didn't even get the third down, Scott. They I got know. the first down after two yep. runs. I mean, just yep. when everybody knew what was coming. The yeah. The Bucks' secondary and the second unit and the third unit just bad tackling. I mean, you know, it's very telling that like the defense was just putrid today when your top three tacklers were. Uh, in Defensive whatever order, backs. Carl, Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Zion yeah. That's right. 10-10-9. Ten, ten, Winfield and Marshall, 10,
1: Davis again, the 10, Bucks, 9 for keep
0: implementing this defense, Scott, where the cornerbacks play 30 yards off the ball. So yeah. they can throw these – it's not even screens. It's like, okay, it's it's third and four, yeah. and they just run a four-yard like four Barton hook, essentially, and they yeah. get it easily because there's n- – When you can't see the cornerback on the screen on the TV, that's an issue. That's an issue. But uh, we got another Super Chat. Blueberry, thank you for the 698 Super Chat. Uh, Don't know what currency that is, but anyway, thank you. Um, As they say, I got to stop getting up at 2 in the morning to watch the Bucs get their asses handed to them. It's going to take four cans of Celsius to get me through today. Blueberry... Even though it's early in the morning, I greatly appreciate you watching this show. And Singapore giving us dollars. A super chat. Oh, Singapore. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sorry the Bucs uh, couldn't get you in a better mood this morning. But, yeah, Celsius definitely will do the trick and uh, will still provide great content despite the Bucs not putting a great product on the field.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's always next year. And uh, speaking of next year, remember, in January, that's when the offseason starts for the Buccaneers. It's not going to go into February. It's going to be January. And uh, make sure that you stay tuned to PeterReport.com and our Peter Report podcast here at PeterReport TV. Nobody covers the offseason like us. From coaching changes, and they are coming, to free agency, to the draft. We're at the Senior Bowl. We already made our, our reservations for the Senior yeah. Bowl. We'll be at the Combine again. So for the entire offseason, stay tuned, stay locked to Peter Report. And uh, we're going to have uh, all these moves uh, covered. So,
0: Bucks Basement with the two dollars super chat says today's tape. And thank you, Bucks Basement says today's tape is going to be used against Devin White in oh, yeah. free agency. Yep. I mean, once again, the Gardner Minch Gardner Minshew could have won a Heisman Trophy today <laughs> the way that uh, the, the way that he was playing had the rushing touchdown. Yeah, great photo there. Devin just you know running after him and then just a little whoop and you know he's able to yeah. get by. Devin White on the play. Just uh, another reason why Levante David is so, so valuable to this team and why Devin White will not be getting $20 million a year. Uh, I don't think he was the worst problem on this team. No. Because also, got to give Devin White credit, the Bucs had three quarterback hits on the day. Now, JTS had a sack where he was unblocked. But credit to him because we gave Yaya that credit when he came last week. Credit to JTS for getting a sack. Kalijah Kansi had the sack later in the game. The, yep. Oh, those were two quarterback hits right there. The yep. only other quarterback hit that the Bucks registered, if I'm not mistaken, was Devin White. So at least yep. Devin did that when no one else could.
1: Yeah, and it's it's damning, Matt, right? When when you have one side of the ball that is the head coach's side, and that's the side that's letting you down just as much as not scoring enough points on offense, right? I mean 27 points to Gardner Minshew and the Colts. And like you as you said, 150 yards on the ground for uh, the Colts ground game. And that's on Todd Bowles, right? That's his yeah. side of the ball. And at some point in time, yeah, I know the players got to make plays, and yeah, you got a couple starters out, but you got to win with scheme. You got to outsmart the other guy. And uh, as you said, Matt, Todd Bowles is in the business of collecting timeouts, uh, yeah. like like children collect rocks. Is really yeah. what it is. <laughs> it's it's just it, it's it's um, it's amazing. I'm blowing up our group chat. Yeah. With about 3:45 left, just saying, timeout, Todd. Timeout, Todd. Timeout, Todd. Timeout, Todd. Timeout, Todd. <laughs> to no avail, he couldn't hear me. He's got the headsets on. He wasn't getting my texts.
0: Todd Bowles loves to collect timeouts, like uh, Thanos pursuing the Infinity Stones. It's Agreed. like, he thinks if he has all the timeouts, that is, yeah. I don't know, it'll make his team better, <laughs> which clearly it does not. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, what makes Buck- it better are super chats, and we appreciate yes. the one from Buck Standard here.
0: Yeah, thank you to Buck Standard for this ten dollar super chat who says the NFC South is truly abysmal. It First is. team to turn the page has a head start in getting things on track. I'm rooting for Saints to win the division, so they're stuck with Dennis Allen <laughs> and Carr for right. another season. LOL. Buck Standard, that's actually a fantastic yeah. idea because no one in the NFC South is is going far. Now, yeah. you know, maybe you'll have the crazy Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch over the Saints type of wild card game that you know happens here and there but you know no one from the nfc south is going to the nfc championship game uh right this season so yeah why not and the the panthers tried to start over last season and they're nowhere better towards it i mean they they might start over a head coach again as well which is kind of crazy after one season but uh yeah i mean the nfc south is just it's so intriguing but it's also quite difficult to watch
1: uh yeah Weekend. I just put it in, in the chat um, a pewter pulse I did like a month ago. It hasn't changed. Yeah, uh, It's about the, the coaching carnage coming in the NFC South. I mean, Matt, I think you're going to have the division winner. Unless it's Todd Bowles saves his job. And I think the other three coaches who don't win the division in the NFC South, are going to be gone. I think Frank Reich is going to be gone. I don't think the Bucks are going to win the division. So I think Bowles is one of them. And then like, Like the the buck standard says, either Dennis Allen wins the division and gets to stick around as a consolation prize and Arthur Smith is gone or vice versa. Arthur Smith gets to hang around for one more year uh, by virtue of hanging a banner in the practice squad or the practice facility. And then uh, Dennis Allen's gone. So we'll see. Thank
0: you to Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhats, for this $5 Super Chat, who says, There are bigger holes to fill on this roster than quarterback. If Light stays as general manager, he should. He can win with Baker, but must address those needs, plus a new head coach, in my opinion. I think, I mean, this team can win with Baker, but... He's I, like I don't think he's the long-term solution for the Bucks right. at quarterback. I think he's very much showing that he's kind of a stopgap quarterback for this season and next season. I because mean, for every good thing Baker does, then he you know has an idiotic interception in the yep. first half, throwing into quadruple coverage, and it's like I think we've seen the best of Baker. Yeah, and the best of Baker just not good enough. Is not, the best of Baker is not good enough to justify when you get the worst of Baker Mayfield. And we've yeah. kind of seen both. The, yep. I don't think we've seen the bottoming out of Baker Mayfield by any means, which also leads me to ask, like, what was up with Baker's injury? Because, like, he gets injured, Trask comes in, Baker's immediately back, and I guess he was able to shake it off. Because at first I'm like, this dude can't move at all. Like, right. he's going to get eaten up yeah. in the pocket. And he still got sacked six times. And then he was able to move. So, like, how much did that injury really limit him in the game? But then he also threw two touchdowns to to Mike Evans. So, I respect the hell out of Baker's, you know, determination, his toughness, his will to win. I think there is a a spot for him in the NFL Mm -hmm. somewhere, you know? Like, I think in an alternate universe, Kirk Cousins goes down and Josh Jobs isn't available. Like, Baker Mayfield would be a great guy to, like, plug and yeah. play in that situation. Or you just have a monster team around you and your quarterback gets hurt and you need a guy to keep it going. I think Baker Mayfield could be that guy. But do you really want Baker Mayfield? And, Paul, I guess I'm asking this to you, you as well. And, obviously, you're a Baker guy. Like, do you want Baker being the quarterback for the Bucks for the next five seasons? No, I don't think so. I think right. this season and maybe next season you draft the quarterback and you let Baker start the season. That's kind of how I view Baker right now. He does some things good yeah. and then other things quite poorly.
1: I don't know that he's done enough to warrant anything more than a one year deal by any team in the league either. I think he's I think he's better than Andy Dalton, but he's you know, he's not gonna get Derek Carr money, he's not gonna get Geno Smith money, I don't yeah. think, because part of it's winning too. How many points are you putting up on the board? How many wins do you get? Yeah. Um, it's not all in the quarterback, but you're kind of largely responsible for those two things. And, and that's really how quarterbacks are judged. So I, I'm with you, Matt. Um, I think a new head coach comes in here and probably passes on Baker Mayfield and and wants to draft a quarterback. That's that's what I think is probably going to happen. If you can re-sign Baker and have him be that veteran mentor and bridge guy, that's great. I mean, the Buccaneers did that back in 2009 with Byron Lefwich, who was the, the, the bridge earlier in the season, got enough losses, and then – Josh Freeman came in the mix uh, later in the year. I don't know that Baker wants to play that role, though. I think Baker wants to be a starter somewhere and wants to be the guy. And the other thing, too, is, is just today, uh, not being able to uh, see escape lanes. I mean, he's just over six feet tall. right? Yeah. And that that does show up. And you know what? That's, that's not Baker's fault. It's his parents. Uh, he's as tall <laughs> as he is uh yeah. but three batted balls right i mean th- uh, that's that's I'm, a common occurrence scott i'm three sick. incompletions you know? i'm
0: sick and tired of the batted down pass i get yeah. it it happens to everyone in the yeah. league the bucks defensive line got two today
1: right but it happens to it happens shorter every, quarterbacks more often
0: it happens every single week i mean you go across the league you don't yeah. see you don't see quarterbacks get the ball knocked down as consistently as baker mayfield does i'm absolutely sick of it it takes away drives. I understand yeah. there's nothing he can do about it, but damn, it's just, it's, uh, it really kind of sucks the life out of you. <laughs> it really <laughs> does. Every, yeah. every single time you see it. Yeah. Uh, let's keep these super chats moving. Thank you to Ryan Giles for a $1.99 super chat who says, Who's out the door faster, Bowles or Devin White? I think they, uh, well, they go at it together. I think hand yeah. in, ham, arm, hand, in <laughs> hand, arm in arm, they're out the door together.
1: Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, with, with Todd, he he's he's going to get fired if this continues, right? I mean, and it's going to. Uh, we we see the train coming. We see the the light, like you know, in the tunnel. We know we know what we've seen this movie before. We know how it ends. Okay. Yeah. He's going to get fired, probably the day after the the season ends for Tampa Bay, A- and then Devin is not going to be re-signed in free agency at all. He's not coming back, and whether Todd's here or not, he's not coming back, and so. There, there's a chance some team out there, it's foolish enough to sign him to a decent deal that maybe nets the bucks a compensatory pick. Next year, I doubt it. Um, I would be shocked if Devin White gets anything more than a one-year, maybe 5 or $6 million deal next year. I, that's just what the tape says. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, for him, I hope he gets more. But yeah. I, you know... I don't. I'm not having teams that I root for in the NFL. So he's not going to my team because I don't have a team. So, <laughs> but I don't want to be the fan of that team that gets this guy and thinks they're getting some superstar player on the cheap. They're not. Uh, I mean, it, it, the equivalent. But that's equivalent, what he acts like. Correct. the The equivalent would be uh, he goes to a team and they sign him for you know a, a cheap deal, and it would be the equivalent of, of the Bucks saying, "Ooh, we got Ryan Neal for one year at yeah. like." One and a half million dollars. That's this is a hey, great. Hey, he had a steal. great
0: PFF grade.
1: He right, exactly. In this grade. case, why well, he doesn't have that?
0: Yeah, and uh, again, this shows why PFF's grades are a flawed system. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shaggy, thank you for the five dollars super chat. Says Bowles continues to give the brain pain. Yeah, I mean, I think the most aggravating thing, and you you kind of already talked about it, Scott, but he is a defensive coach, so you think you would correct a number of things on the defensive side of the football, yeah. but it just aggravates the hell out of me that every single time these defenders are so far back off the line yeah. of scrimmage and you're generating no, right. no pressure at all from the defensive front. I mean, you even yeah. tried something different today with Yaya lying lining up next to Vita Vea and, and next to JTS on one side. You just get nothing from that group. Like Vita Vea and Kalijah Kansi are your two best pass rushers, right? Take away positions, Take away where they line up. That should not be the case. Yeah. With the two interior guys being your best pass rusher on a weekly basis, Shaq Barrett has just gone not completely absent because he gets a couple strip sacks here and there. Yeah. Shaq Barrett is not playing like a an outside linebacker one.
1: He's he's gone too. I mean, he, he's gone. There, there's going to be a this is going to be a completely different team next year.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, mean honestly, I think they should pretty much just have. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony Nelson is, you know, just signed that contract. (laughs) Elijah
1: Canty on defense and that's it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know,
1: uh,
0: might as well. So,
1: well, listen, here's one thing that will, will make your brain better. And I I know this because I'm a Celsius drinker every single morning. I have Celsius and I start my morning. I've given up coffee because, uh, I, I enjoy Celsius and you know what, Matt, um, I was super sad last night after my Kansas State Wildcats got absolutely throttled by the the Iowa State in the snow and farm again by uh, Rocco Becht, my former South Pasco predator. Congratulations, Rocco. That's Anthony's son. They beat the crap out of my cats last night. It was embarrassing. But you know what? I woke up. uh, The sun came up. Kind of. It's cloudy all day. But the sun came up, and I had a Celsius. And, and I had an orange Celsius. You see it there with the cosmic vibe, and I was instantly awake and instantly in a better mood. That's what Celsius does for me. It gets me going, gets me in a great mood. Uh, there's the cosmic vibe, which is the new flavor. It's a tropical yep. punch type flavor. I love the sparkling lemon lime. That is a fantastic afternoon drink for me. Some days I need to. and uh, if you want to make Uh, The afternoon, the time where you have a a Celsius, maybe you need to pick me up at work. Maybe you're going to get some energy before you go work out in the afternoon. That lemon-lime is a fantastic flavor. There's also the Oasis 5, which is one of my uh, top three flavors as well. Um, Matt, I'm going to let you take over the rest of this because I have to say the word bodega when you ask me where um, I can also get a a Celsius. Yeah, that's right.
0: So the cool thing is Celsius has a uh, store locator. We actually use it since Indy has been a uh, point of topic since they played the Colts. When we were in Indy, we used the Celsius store locator. We picked one up at our local Walgreens that was there. But you can pick one up as well. could be a Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, health and fitness store. Or if you're lucky enough, it might just be your bodega.
1: Bodega.
0: And once you keep going to your bodega and you know you love Celsius and you want to get more because you heard us talk about all the great flavors that they have, you can buy it in bulk. You do that by going to uh, Amazon. Click on the subscribe and save. I'd recommend getting that variety pack because variety is spice of life. You can have it sent to your place of residence whenever you want. We could be a week, month, quarterly, uh-huh. yearly. Uh, just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of pewterreport.com. Shout out to Celsius. Love that last comment. That yeah. was the that was up as well. But let's get back to these super chats. We got a three dollar super chat from uh, Raymond Fuse. Or
1: appreciate super, the super sticker. sticker. Thank you. Yeah,
0: appreciate that, Raymond. Thank if you, you have uh, another comment, we're happy to uh, get to that as well. Um, next, also, we got,
1: while yeah, you're looking for that one, I just want to say we just crossed the threshold last week for twelve thousand five hundred. Yes, we did. Subscribers for our Pewter Report TV station, our channel here. So please join the the growing list of Pewter people that subscribe. And also click on the, no- the notifications button. When you do that, whenever we go live with the show, whenever we post uh, some new content on the channel, you're going to get notified of that. So it's a great way. It's just two quick, free little buttons to hit. Hit subscribe, hit notifications, and, and that will uh, clue you into all of the awesome Pewter Report content we have here on Pewter Report TV.
0: That is right. Thank you to Dante Mason for the 1999 Super Chat. Dante says, it's me, Dante, again. Call me crazy, but we don't get, we don't getting no push from Barrett, JTS, or Hall. What's going on with the D-line? Yeah, I mean, the D-line, I asked of them to kind of like pick it up with stopping the run with Levante David not being there but they clearly did not listen I mean Logan Hall had a nice pass breakup but he doesn't provide much for this defensive yeah. line
1: it's Which really so sporadic you know
0: yeah it's really just Vita and kalisha can't see you know Will Golsan's in for a handful of snaps yeah. I don't really know how much of an impact he can have on the game I think he drew a uh, holding penalty though he so, did yeah. yeah and then uh you know the Bucks just allowed the Colts to convert on a first and 20 well it took them four plays, but they had them at first and twenty, and uh, the Colts were still able to convert. So, yeah, I mean the D line's an issue when you have Vita and Kalishukansy. It, it clearly it erases a lot of the mistakes that, or just lack of play that you're getting from from other guys. But yeah, I think the pass rush is definitely a huge issue, and will be addressed this off season.
1: Yep, I agree. Too sporadic of of plays in there. You're going to see some roster shuffling and turnover. Um, influx of new guys next year. The Bucs will have some money to spend, so they're not going to go bargain yeah. shopping um, all the time. They'll they'll be prepared to throw some cash out and, and try to lure some better defensive linemen uh, next year, depending on what what scheme they're going to be playing. They may uh, not be in a free <laughs> four next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Who, who knows? Maybe Robert Sala will be the uh, defensive coordinator for the Bucks yeah. next season. Uh, Timothy Fitzgerald, thanks for the $2 super chat, says not taking a timeout after Baker got hurt was so bad. Uh, respectfully I disagree with that because the time already stops when the trainers come onto the field and they look at Baker. So Kyle Trask had plenty of time to like get himself ready, knowing that he was going to play. And why would you waste a timeout because a player is coming off?
1: If you, if you use a timeout, can you then bring an injured player back in to the game? I think that might be what he's inferring. And I'm not sure if that's, if that's the case, I think it's the case, but I don't know if the Baker was ready to come in at that point because yeah, he was getting he, checked out in the blue tent.
0: Yeah, I think you just have to miss a play, Yeah, which uh, would have been the handoff to Rashad White. Now, again, yeah. I guess if Baker's in, maybe you run something different. Or maybe if you just don't go off sides right. on second down, you don't have the <laughs> ball at the five instead of the inch line. Yeah, Rashad White gets that inch and scores right. a touchdown.
1: But, it's not a know. super chat, but I, we do have to address this. Tristan Werps had a bad game. He gave up at least two sacks. He he's hurt. He's uh, there's no excuse. He's out there. You got to play, but um, there's a reason why. In the pregame, Matt was talking about Tristan Wirfs versus Samson Ubukam was because that that was going to be a tough matchup today. Ubukim is a guy that that is you know, he he can be hell on wheels when when he's in pass rush mode, and and he was today. Got a couple sacks, including that strip sack. So, um, difficult game for Tristan for sure. He's not. He's not invincible. No.
0: Um, shout out to Raymond for another uh, $2 Super Chat. Appreciate you, uh, Raymond. Khalif Young with a 499 Super Chat says, do you think teams have caught up to bowl scheme? Really good question. <clears throat> yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. I mean, Gardner Minshew threw for 251 yards today. Let's remember, he's a backup quarterback, and he looked super, super comfortable against yeah. the Bucks defense. I think the Colts did a pretty good job picking up a lot of the blitzes that the Bucks tried to run, and we've kind of seen these blitzes over and over again. It's LeVon, mm-hmm. it's Devin up the A gap. Um, they love using Antoine Winfield Jr. So I think teams are ready to key yeah. in on Antoine if so he's bring
1: he's, off the edge and he never gets yeah. home. You know.
0: So, like listen, I mean Todd Balls was a great defensive play caller, yeah. but this season it's again kind of proving the contrary. Yeah, we and, also saw Matt- the Texans game.
1: Yeah, and Matt, to your point, um, look at the the, the interception today and, and the would-be interception by Winfield. Both of those throws were literally thrown right to Carlton Davis and right to Antoine Winfield. Carlton yeah. Davis made an interception today. Yep. Uh, what's, what's the saying? Uh, a blind squirrel? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, like, both of those interceptions, or uh, the interception, the, the other one should have been picked off, but it was a nice uh, pass breakup by the receiver. But both of those were really thrown. They were errant throws. They were thrown right to the Buccaneer players. It wasn't like Carlton Davis had super tight coverage and stepped in front and and, uh, picked off the pass from Josh Downs. So that's a scheme thing. These defensive backs are never really in position to have tight coverage. I think maybe the tightest coverage we saw today. I mean, I think Davis had a really good day. I'm going to say Carlton Davis had a pretty good day today. Yeah, Uh, He did have a couple of tight coverages on Michael Pittman because Pittman is not that fast of a guy. Uh, But the D Delaney pass breakup on fourth down. I mean, that was really tight coverage, but it's just so far and few between that the Buccaneers defensive backs are, are stuck on receivers like glue. Usually they're playing soft zone coverage. They're allowing them to catch the ball and they rally and tackle, but you're giving up yards. So there is certainly a level of predictability. Just ask Brock Purdy. Okay. He had a perfect quarterback rating. Last week, so yeah, there's there's definitely some predictability going on.
0: Last year was the offense that was too predictable. Now it's mm-hmm. the uh, the defense this season, this year that's uh, too predictable. And you know, things don't change soon. Many of these coaches, pretty much all of these coaches, will be yeah. out of a job. So, uh, thank you to Joshua Finland for this 4.99 super chat. Who says coming back from halftime? Why wasn't Vita not on the field? almost the whole drive. Does any other DC do player packages?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, we got to keep them fresh. We got to rotate our guys. I just remember back in the day um, when Rod Marinelli was the defensive line coach, when Monty Kiffin was the defensive coordinator, hold on back in my day, we we saw Warren's that play almost every play. And that's just how it was. It's like, whether it was like Reagan Upshaw or Chidi Hanatu, you know, a at, at defensive end, Brad Culpepper and Warren Sapp, um, or even the Super Bowl year, Simeon Rice just didn't come off the field. Right, Warren Sapp didn't come off the field. Uh, Booger McFarland, Greg Spires, they didn't come off the field. There, there was a player that that uh, it was kind of called the super sub. In, in the Tony Dungy days, it was Tyoka Jackson. He was the the fifth defensive lineman he would he'd be the guy to come off the bench and you could sub him in anywhere he could play defensive end he could play nose tackle he could play uh, deep the three technique tackle and then after tioka left and went to the st louis rams i believe then it was ellis Wims. like during the super bowl year and all that ellis was the super sub and i, I just don't know why you're not playing your best players until they need a break until like they need a breather it's a little maddening to me because you kind of get into a rhythm and then all of a sudden it's like, you're not out there for like an entire series. Then you go back in and I just think it wrecks continuity. It just does. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm like, put the four best guys on the field and let them play until they tap out and need a break. And then you put a sub in hell. That's the way we did it in pop Warner. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's – I think there can be, like, a fine balance. Out of, if if they're not – in today's NFL, when – I mean, Max Crosby does it. He plays all the time. Yeah. Um, but if you're not going to play the guys 100% of the times, so I don't think it needs to be, like, oh, well, Vita only played 60% of the time or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you got to be in there for the biggest moments. You need your best players to show
1: up. And I agree, but, I mean, play, play Vita 70% of the times. Let him yeah. show you he can't play that, right? I yeah. mean – is Greg Gaines better? That's what you're saying. You're saying Greg Gaines right. is as good or better because we're playing him 30% of the snaps or whatever. Does he deserve that? I'm not, I'm not picking on Greg Gaines. I'm using it as an yeah. example. So to me, I, I don't know. I just don't get that. Ride your your top four and play them. Uh, th- this is, for, first of all, you're playing in a dome stadium, right? Second of all, even if yeah. you're playing in Tampa, it's, you know, what was the high today? 72 degrees. It's not that yeah. hot. It was overcast. Uh, these guys are professional athletes. You don't see platooning on the offensive oh, line, yeah. those, those guys play maybe every they, single down.
0: Maybe they should have,
1: though. They'll have six. Teams, yeah, maybe they should. <laughs>
0: uh, let's keep the super chats moving. Thank you to the Buck Standard for a $20 wow. super you. chat. Who says Todd Munkin, probably my top choice as uh, the next head coach of the Buccaneers. Yep. But both a hero, a and Bobby Slowick have coached both sides of the ball. I like the idea of a head coach with that experience, but priority is finding the right leader, CEO, regardless of their expertise.
1: Todd Munkin's a hell of a good choice. I want him to be the offensive coordinator this year. He had the opportunity to, he turned the bucks down, went to the Ravens. The right,
0: I think he made the right he decision.
1: Made, he made the right call. Yeah. It's like job security, John Harbaugh, Todd Bowles,
0: Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield on his yeah. third team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Todd made the right call. We'll see. I mean, he's worth pursuing for sure. And uh, you know, he's coached here in Tampa. Blazers know who he is. They like him. I think Jason Light knows who he is. He likes him. So, yeah, it it makes sense to me. He checks a lot of the boxes. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be an offensive minded coach. Has to be. Uh, I think. I think you're right, Matt. It has to be at this point.
0: Uh, speaking of offense, there's a lot of great offense. You can pick defense as well, but uh, a little more slanted towards the offense. When you're playing underdog fantasy, you use that promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. Gets you a first deposit bonus when you play with underdog. Um, the pick em game is a ton of fun. You pick at least two players, one from each team, but you can go all the way up to five and win all the way up to 20 times your money. You're just choosing certain stats, whether it's over or under or higher or lower on certain mm-hmm you know, uh, receiving yards or passing touchdowns or fantasy points, whatever it is. Uh, it's a great way to enhance the viewing pleasure of if you're watching a, a game and maybe it's a team you don't care about or a team you're not as familiar with, you can get in the game with Underdog Fantasy. Check out their in-season tournaments as well, their rivals. And, of course, as I said, their pick games are a ton of fun. So that's Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Pewter. That's P-E-W-T-E-R and get a first deposit bonus when you play that game moving on to marcellus ray thank you for the 499 super chat who says does it bother anyone else when you see teams able to get easy completions but the Bucs can't yeah i mean that's a whole nother storyline in of itself you know michael Pittman could be wide open yep. the running back could be wide open but you know chris godwin has four catches in the game yeah. Mike Evans played pretty well. I mean, he was wide ass open on that first touchdown. So yeah. at least they got that. Goal, it happens but-
1: occasionally, but it yeah. just seems, it seems like, like the Bucks offense is an adventure when it doesn't have to be right. Yeah. It just seems like, like, uh, you know, hairpin turns and potholes and, you know, like you know, leaping over this embankment when it just like get on the road and drive like other teams do. It just seems like like this team goes off roading in a non off roading vehicle on offense. It's it's very it's an adventure. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, it's just there's so many things that you could point to of of of, of issues on this team, and you know they find like. I feel bad for Aaron Stinney. I mean, he had the full-star penalty, but the holding penalty they that called. him in Terrible, God, so awful bad. call. And what even pissed me off even more is that they show the ref that made the call. And he's yeah. 20 yards down the field. It's like he was playing cornerback for the Bucks, like all the way down the field. Yeah. But he's going to make that call at the line of scrimmage because the D lineman dove at the runner? That wasn't a holding play at yeah, all. So I, I do agree. feel bad for Aaron Stinney because uh, he got kind of chipped there. Anyway, uh, Eric with the 499 Super Chat. Thank you, Eric. Says, maybe Brock Purdy is on our roster, but bad coaching decisions are keeping him on the bench. Same decisions that aren't calling effing timeouts. Yeah, Yeah. we got asked this question during the the live stream of, like, when do you give Kyle Trask an opportunity to play? And I don't (laughs) – we're not at that point yet, but at the same time, if they keep losing – do you, again, just see what you have with Kyle Trask because Baker's yeah. not going to get a big contract and you can still re-sign Baker yeah. if you wanted to. So I don't know. I mean, I, I do kind of want to see Kyle Trask at some yeah. point just to see what you got. He,
1: here's here's my educated guess on this, just from me kind of maybe being in the know. With Kyle Trask, uh, Mike Evans doesn't want to see what Kyle Trask is all about. Chris Godwin is, is, does not have an eye on the future. Um, he's not looking ahead to next year. Same with Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Right. Um, so Baker Mayfield does not want to take any back seats to Kyle, Trask's, uh, Kyle Trask right now because every game he has is an opportunity to prove to the Bucks or somebody else that he's worthy of being a starter, which he desperately wants to be. He's this close to being Andy Dalton. Um, yeah. Yeah. where, where, you know, you're just a, or Jameis Winston, you're just, you're a journeyman. Like you, you kind of reached that point where you're just a journeyman backup and that's how teams are going to view you. And maybe the starter gets injured and maybe you have a Gardner Minshew type moment. You can go four and three as a starter as Minshew is now in Indianapolis. Maybe that's what happens, but Baker's a captain. I don't think that, you know, he would go to Todd Bowles or Jason Light or probably both and pitch a fit and say, what have I done? Look at my statistics, my touchdown interception ratio. Uh, what have I done to deserve being benched? And you could say, well, we haven't won enough. And then Baker could say, all right, well, here's, you know, I Tristan Wirfs given up two sacks, including a sack fumble to end the yeah. game. You're going to bench Tristan, right? Like he can go down the list and uh, Trey Palmer's still playing and you, he dropped a huge pass. They might've been a touchdown if he if catches yeah. that. So you can play that game um, at the end of the day. They're going to play Baker Mayfield until they're mathematically out of it. And I think that means you might get a game or two with Kyle Trask. At the same time, there would be a push from within this organization, either from the front office or the coaching staff, to play Kyle Trask if they thought he was indeed better. Because this is the time where you say, we need to make a change. We're going with the spark. Uh, and we're going to go with Kyle Trask if you're Todd Bowles and you believe that Baker Mayfield can't get the job done and you want to see if Kyle Trask does. That's not going to happen unless it turns out Baker Mayfield's injury is more severe, he can't play because the ankle swelled up overnight, and that happens. So we might see Kyle Trask next week, who knows? But they're not at the point where they're ready to pass the baton to Kyle and say, okay, you're going to ride this out during the stretch, we're going to make a judgment whether you can beat the guy next year or not. Because I think within the building, they already know that answer, and the answer is no.
0: If he would have thrown that touchdown to Chris Godwin, <laughs> it would have helped his case. Maybe. <laughs> it would help this case, yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, meets McGee with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you to Meets McGee, who says, Devin White and Carlton Davis will play under Bowles for whatever team hires him as defensive coordinator, L.A. Chargers. And whoever we hire, please bring in teachers. That would actually be kind of funny if Bowles has some, like, disciples go with him to I mean because if balls does presumably get fired like we all kind of predict yeah. going he'll to be
1: happen. a DC somewhere he yeah. will be yeah. a DC he so will.
0: It will, like I remember when Rex Ryan became the Jets head coach he brought over uh Bart Scott at linebacker yeah. right you bring His over your guys heads. yeah yeah right. so that'd be kind of interesting especially if it's a team out west like the Chargers are just like oh let's check in on them right huh and then it's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes against Devin. Devin
1: would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Bowles would be going in there, we need Devin. I need Devin so bad. Sign him to whatever it takes. And Devin would be like, yeah, sounds good.
0: Yeah, and he already thought he was a superstar. Then uh, you know he's exactly. going to be in Hollywood. Jeez. Right. That'd be something. Yep. Well, uh, This one's not a super chat, but uh, Pat Riley with some praise for Scott. Says, Scott Reynolds for Rope. head coach. I know you don't want it, but the fans no. and people demand it.
1: No, uh you know why? Because if I if I if I became the head coach, then I would not be able to do the Pewter Report podcast. And on Pewter Report Podcast, even though there's not a victory Monday tomorrow, there is a thing at four twenty we like to call whoops, wrong button. Beauty financial yeah. uh, <laughs> roll call. Yeah,
0: roll call. We do this yeah. every Monday. Win, lose, or draw. That's right. We do it in the off season as well. Um it's a great way that we interact with all of our fans. Um, what we do is one of us goes on a diatribe about the bucks at 420. And while that's going on, uh people chime in with where they are watching it's the fun. show from. We that. put it up on the screen. It's always a great time because we have great fans in Tampa and the state of Florida, but also across the United States and across the world in that's other right. countries, in Europe. We had someone from Singapore yeah. watching earlier. So um it just shows that. Our fans are the best. That we have fans all yes. over, and we appreciate you guys. So, you and know, it's, it's just something fun we like to do. Every it's week. so
1: cool when you tell us, "Hey, I, I, I made the the live show today, the first time." You know, yeah. I always catch your, your podcast versions, but I made the live one. So, yeah. make sure you attend tomorrow at four twenty, and and participate in roll call, and let us know when when we put your your address up, or you not your address, but where you're we're watching from. location. Yeah, yeah, location. Let us know if you're a first time. Uh, live podcast yeah. viewer that'd be, be fun to know
0: we got a super chat of 499 from tall florida guy so thank you to the tall yeah. one says uh so in 2024 do we blow up the defense cut the high-priced veterans and get younger excellent question mm-hmm. and uh yeah i mean i think for the majority the the at least the promising thing is the bucks do still have a fair amount of young players around yeah. like be be, uh, he's 28 i still Think he's got plenty of tread left on the tires, but Flash yeah. AK was your first round pick this season. Zion McCollum's only in his second season right now. I mean, yeah. Winfield is only in year four, and he'll get that contract extension, hopefully. So uh there are young pieces to build around. Obviously, linebackers is, is a huge question going into the off season, but um, there's still a fair amount of Yaya Diaby at edge rusher. There's yeah. There are guys that you can build around, in my opinion.
1: I, I think the key word is better, not younger, right? Like they want to get better players, whether they're 30 yeah. years old, whether they're 24 years old, they want better players. Just seeing a couple comments here. Um, Biennami would be a great hire, but may not be gettable. No, do not want Eric Biennami. I don't think he's a good hire. I don't think he's a very good offensive coordinator. Um, I think Sam Howell is doing a pretty good job in Washington for. Being under siege all the time that he is, but I don't think that's the case. So the enemy, I feel, is more attainable in Tampa than Johnson. Ben Johnson from the Lions or Todd Munkin. What about the Miami O.C.? Well, the, the, the Miami play caller is Mike McDaniels. So yeah. he's kind of the magic man in Miami. He's already got a head coaching job, so I don't think he's coming down here. Long lost leisure always contributes. We appreciate uh, you showing up. Uh, I think just about every podcast Long lost leisure is uh, around. Uh, Kyle Trask is under a cheap contract for 2024. If the season is over, it's irresponsible not to see what you have in the guy after three years. Yeah, I'm not saying that that we're not going to see Kyle Trask even if Baker may Mayfield's healthy. I just don't think it comes until the Bucks are mathematically eliminated. And you know what? Unfortunately, Matt, <laughs> that that time's they coming soon. You know, unfortunately, I think it's it's a it's quickly approaching. Um, so you know, we'll see what. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, or yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Brian Johnson, Eagles offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's uh, that's another option as well. Uh, th- there's going to be some options out there for the Bucks to consider. Probably an offensive minded guy, but if you're looking for a realtor, well, there's only one option, in my opinion, and that is Eric Gross in the Eric Gross Group. That's right, the official realtor of Peter Report. Eric, like you, is a diehard Tampa Bay fan. He's also an avid Pew Report reader, so that, that's where it starts, right? You want you want to have a relationship with your realtor because you're in it to find uh, what's going to be your biggest monetary investments. So you have to, to know and trust your realtor, and what a great way to start that conversation then about how Todd Bowles needs to be fired. Or or are the Bucks going to you know turn this thing around and, and make the playoffs, right? It's a great way to do that. So what I'm asking you to do is give Eric a call today. Meet him, greet him, and have him help buy or sell your house. And that is 513-907-4271. That's 513-907-4271. Visit his website, housesinfla.com. It's a great website. You can view their inventory. It's got a great layout. He'll help you find not just... The perfect house for you, but the perfect home for you in the perfect neighborhood for you because it all goes together like that. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, Eric is part of a a network of 85,000 agents with eXp Realty where they can help you on both ends of the transaction, selling your house and buying a new one, buying a house and, and selling your old one. The Eric Gross Group will turn your dream of buying or selling into a reality. So no matter where you are in your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome at the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report. Again, visit the website, housesinfla.com. So uh, we, we, we waited for Baker Mayfield to show up, and I just got uh, a text from Dan Lucas, um, who is our partner at WFLA News Channel 8. And uh, they, had, they were waiting for Baker for like 20 minutes with the live feed, on mm-hmm. Buccaneers.com, yep. and he never showed up, I guess, for the press conference. Or maybe he's getting medical treatment, mm-hmm. or maybe they went with the live feed, and they, they shut it off, and he went later. I don't know. We'll have to see. But it would be curious to see what Baker Mayfield's status is for next week's game. That's one of the yeah. top guys said that is. We have to keep an eye on it because that ankle really might swell up uh, after after uh, tonight on the, the plane ride home. So Jenna
0: Lane said this about 40 minutes ago. Shout out to okay. Jenna; she listens to the yeah. podcast. Uh, she was at the uh, game today. She yep. said she tweeted out, "Xed out," whatever you want to call it. Baker Mayfield was limping heavily in the locker room and spent a significant portion of post game getting treatment on it. He expects to be getting an MRI when he gets back to Tampa. And then in quotation said, "Adrenaline is a hell of a drug." He yep. said, adding that he can feel it more now. So yep. yeah, one of those things like you're in the moment, you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a big question. Obviously, moving forward, they're playing Carolina next week. So Baker's injury will be a huge topic of discussion for the whole week and what adjustments can Tampa Bay make. Um, We got another super chat from Easy the Great, $1.99. Thank you, Easy, says, uh, This game showed how important Levante (laughs) David is to this defense. Yeah, Unequivocally, 1 million percent, yes. I mean, he's the most important guy on this team. Well, on yeah. the defense, one of them. Yeah.
1: And, and Mike Evans, too. I mean, Matt, where's this team next year without Mike Evans, right? I mean, he's, you know, it didn't have a, a monster. Chris Godwin,
0: Chris Godwin ain't a $20 million receiver. I no, mean, he's, he's just not, not, not playing it.
1: No, he's not. And you look at, at uh, you know, it, at Mike, kind of a modest day, uh, six catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. It was good. It wasn't crazy, right? It wasn't 150 yards or whatever, but two touchdowns, that was the most significant number out of the ones I read. Where are they going to get the touchdown production? They're barely scoring 20 points per game now. Where is it going to come from next year if not from Mike Evans? So I don't know how this team can can honestly get better without re-signing Mike. And I, I think the great part is, is his age, he'll be 31 next August. So he's 31 before the season starts and there really isn't a track record for and you've seen the Cooper Cup deal right Matt you've yeah. seen these receivers get these deals but they were signed in their late 20s like 27 mm-hmm. 28 not 31 so i, I think there's going to be a, a bit of a hometown discount for you know for um uh, uh for mike yeah and, and i i just think that that there's there's an opportunity for the Bucs yeah. to maybe get him back for Little cheaper than maybe people might think. Maybe twenty million, maybe a little bit less. We'll see. Yeah,
0: it's it's funny you say that, Scott, because I I was just curious in general the other day. So I started looking up the stats of Hall of Fame wide receivers like Reggie Wayne and To and uh, and Jerry Rice to see like when their stats really started declining as they got there in age. Because we're kind of yeah. reading that with Mike. I'm not saying his right. stats are declining, and you know each guy was a little bit different in different situations, but especially for like Reggie Wayne, who was mostly in one spot and, and Jerry Jerry Rice is probably different because he's the greatest yeah. receiver of all time. But a lot of these guys, like even in ages 33 and 34, we're still putting up like That's right. pretty good yeah. numbers. Maybe not their prime numbers, right? But yeah, I think there is a balance to be 800 had
1: yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah. Even like that, a couple
0: yeah. of thousand yards yeah. still too. So I think Mike, if you could sign up to like a three year deal and again, find the balance where both sides can agree, I don't think that's a contract that the Bucs would really regret because I don't think you're going to see a crazy drop off in Mike until about four seasons from now. So, you know, maybe they can do something like that. But, uh, you know, one of the major questions this offseason.
1: I agree. Another question from Meets McGee here $2 Super Chat. We appreciate that. How many teams will be in the market for a quarterback next year? Well, that's a good (laughs) question. I've laser focused on the Buccaneers, so I, I don't I haven't really surveyed the landscape yet. I probably yeah. won't do that till later. But what I do know is this is a mega quarterback draft class. There could be as many as six quarterbacks drafted in the first round alone. Probably as many as 10 or 12 by the end of day two. That means by the end of the third round. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be drafted. And you're going to see a lot of teams, Matt, I think, Maybe Kirk Cousins, right, is is this year's Derek Carr, right, where he gets that mm-hmm. kind of big deal. But for the guys like Baker Mayfield and, and others that are kind of like, uh, I'm interested in Baker, but I really kind of want to see what I get in the draft first. I wonder if there's not going to be a big market for for Baker Mayfield because of that. Yeah, and, and if if that's the case, you might have teams saying, "Well, we'll entertain maybe the best free agent quarterback after the draft, after we see." if we land a really good quarterback in the middle of the first round, or if we're happy with, with the guy we ended up getting in the later part of the first round, or et cetera. So it, it's going to be very interesting. And a lot of quarterbacks in this year's draft class will affect the, the bargaining power of guys like Baker Mayfield and, and others out there in free agency.
0: Yeah. Cause there's so many questions with other teams too. Like the Rams, they got Matthew Stafford, but he gets hurt every year. Yeah. I don't know his contract deal. But, like, yeah, yeah, I get that they drafted Stenson Bennett, but if they can get a guy in the first <laughs> yeah. two rounds, like... I think he's out they, of the
1: league right now. He's, like, in a rehab facility or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, who was the other one that I had in mind? Uh, oh, like the, like, the, the like, the Steelers, like the Steelers, for example. Like, are yeah. they already ready to move on from Kenny Pickett? Right. That's a, another situation that, you know, we won't really know um, uh, until the offseason teams start making moves. But what we do know... That we're going to have another show tomorrow at 4 o'clock, so be ready for that and roll call as well. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on all of our social media, on X, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. We are at Pewter Report. And then our YouTube channel is Pewter Report TV. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a comment. It helps grow our audience yeah. over at Pewter Report. That's going to do it for us this evening. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching, and we will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report podcast.
1: Out. Out. Better days are ahead. Might not yeah. be till next year though. <laughs>